Welcome to the pre-match of footballing podcast delivered to your ears every weekend of the footballing season. This is with me, Graham Bailey, at Graham Bailey on Twitter, him at Craig Honeyman on Twitter. How are you doing, Craig? I'm good, mate. And I've got to start. I've got to give you an apology, actually, because um, last week when we were recording, you suggested that I called Nathan Jones Graham Jones. And I said, no, I didn't. And you said, yes, you did. And we had a bit of a pint. I owe you a pint. I did call Nathan Jones Graham Jones. Thank you. One, only, only one apology, many from last week. But we're getting to some interesting You're results. Getting one, some, by the some interesting results from last week, wasn't it? It really was. And we'll be previewing all the EFL games this week. There isn't any in the Championship and Premier League because it's um, the last full Nations League window, Craig. We've been discussing Nations League for about half an hour and I must admit, I'm no closer to understanding the situation. But um, it does give us some good games, Craig. You have to, you yeah. have to, I do agree with you. It does give us some good, great, good games. And we saw last night, Scotland, uh, full, full Hamden. Um, they beat Ukraine. And, and, you know, we see, Craig, these different routes of getting into qualifying for the Euros. That's how Scotland got into to the last Euros was through the Nations League. And for some of these teams, it is the easiest way. As we see with some teams, when they win, I liken it, Craig, to when a team can get through to the Champions League by winning the Europa League, it's probably an easier route for them yeah, to I do so. Um, and I think that's how it's tying in. So, um, Craig, let's look at the England situation. And they are playing um, Italy and Germany over the coming week. There's lots of games taking place. England Nations League is, is A to N or M group. So there's games every single night. There's there's something to watch. Um, it's pleasing that the England games are on domestic TV. Channel 4, I think it is, are showing them. So plenty for everyone to watch. Craig, obviously, we'll come to Nations League um, in terms of England's position, Nations League, etc. But in terms of the World Cup, we discussed at length last week, etc., um, the squad and what that meant for the people who weren't in the squad. But for, this, for these players who are now in the squad, Craig, um, and we've got these two games coming, if you don't get enough game time in these next two games, that it, how how much will Gareth Southgate be putting into these two games? Is thinking he really just wants to cement in his mind his team for the World Cup, or will he be leaving a few spaces um, for the next few weeks in the Premier League? How close will these two teams he picks, Greg? Is what I'm trying to say. Be to his World Cup team? Do you think? Uh, I'm not sure it will be that close, Graham. To be honest, uh, I think we'll, we'll, he, Gareth will know. 90% of his squad already. That, that, that'll that be fixed in his head. And, there'll be, and, his, and his starting lineup as well, probably? Yeah, I think so. Mm. Uh, I, I I believe so. And then there'll be places available for, for people in the squad. The reason why I'm going to sing the praises of the Nations League, Graham, is we've, we've got the World Cup coming up. Um, and, you know, we're going to play Italy, the current European champions, and Germany, two powerhouses of, of European football, um, before we go to the World Cup. Now, with all due respect, this is much better than playing Slovakia mm. or Slovenia or, or uh, you know, with all due respect. These are the last games, aren't they? Because these are the last games, aren't they, Craig? It's, yeah. uh, and we said this last week. It's a bit strange that we're not arriving, say, in, in a Qatar or Dubai before the World Cup and playing a game in, in that heat or getting adapted. It's a bit strange, isn't it? Yeah, I, just don't, I don't think the cans allowed for it, Graham. I'm, yeah. I'm sure, you know, if if it if it was a summer tournament, then I'm sure they they, they would have played a warm up game in a in a comparable climate. Uh, and and you make a good point because that is gonna that is gonna be impactful on on the team. But I think G- Germany is going to pose pose two two brilliant tests. Um, personally, I, I think if you look at the likes of Jude Bellingham, 
Um, Ivan Tony. Um, Tammy Abraham. Tammy Abraham. Thanks, Graham. Yeah, th- those are the those are the three players we had love to see playing in in these games to see how they can cope against. I think the latter two is really interesting. I I think this might be the talking point of these two games. I think the last the latter two you spoke about there, Tony and Abraham, um, where I think they might be. It's hard to to know what the makeup of guys with twenty six players. It makes it a bit more interesting, doesn't it? Does he go an extra striker? I think one of them position? are going to. Both of them won't go. One of them. Will. Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting thing, Craig, isn't it? Yeah, that. Um, and 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 how much? How telling will it be, Craig? Say say if Tony starts one of these games and Harry Kane starts the other. Do you think it'll all, that'll tell us how the how things have been going in training, maybe? Because Tammy didn't start the last Nations League. I don't think he started any of those games, surprisingly, did he, in the summer? Which, yeah, surprised, I, which surprised me. Yeah, I, I think Tammy Abraham will start against Italy. He's playing mm. in Italy. He knows the Italian players. He knows the Italian league. He knows the Italian system. He's scoring plenty of goals in Serie A. I think that, that game is prime for Tammy Abraham. Yeah. I think Ivan, I hope Ivan Tony will start against Germany. Look, if Ivan Tony scores a hat-trick against Germany and Tammy Abraham doesn't score against Italy, um, then I guess it gives you know Ivan Tony a, a, a heads up. I my personal preference, my personal opinion is that um Tammy Abraham will go. Uh, and I fully expect him to to score against Italy also, Grim. I, I agree with you. I think Tammy's deserved it. He's put the hard yards in. I think he's shown such professionalism, Greg, yeah. in, in going to Roma. And I think Gareth will appreciate that. You know, I think you can see that maturity in the player sure. now where he's gone to Europe and done it. But I do think, Craig, I think his next 10 days of training for for a lot of these English players, and I think Smalling and Tony amongst them, Sorry, sorry. I mean, um, I was just looking at the Roman squad. I, I, Abraham and Tony amongst them. I think it's going to be crucial for them. And I think whoever whoever does impress Gareth the most, it is between. I, he, do you know what? He's probably not hiding that fact, Greg. If you go in there and wow him, like a Tony, if he goes in there and wows Gareth, he's got a great chance of going, hasn't he? Yeah, and the other thing is, he's he's an unknown quantity. We, we're all we, we spoke about um, Italy nineteen ninety on the on the pod last week, and we're old enough to remember that, Graham. And old enough to remember Toto Scalacci mm. uh, coming out of nowhere. No one knew who he was and finishing top goal scorer for, for Italy in that time. I mean, a, a, a unbelievable tournament. Um, and, do, you and- think, do you think, Craig, I was just thinking there, 26-man squad, It's um, that's three more than normal um, that has been allowed. Is there any room, and we just, we just we just we talked about this now, but I just thought about this question I was going to put to you. Is there anyone who could make a burst from the outside who's not in the squad now Anyone who could do you, th- do you think Southgate Gareth would do? It? I don't think Gareth would do it, but is there a non a non cap player out there who could still make the World Cup squad? The only one that that sticks out is Harvey Elliott. Yeah, um, but I think for obvious reasons that we spoke about, I don't think he will. Um, the the only other one, but he is capped, is is Jaden Sancho, who's not included in this squad. I think he's the only one that's not included. That has a genuine chance of of going uh, ahead of Jack Grealish. Um, what I thought was Joe, who have been impressed, and I don't think he will because of the what happened with Barnes and Madison. I just thought Jewsby Hall was he. Whenever I see him, Craig, he impresses me. So yeah, I, I just listen. I don't. I don't, I, don't I, I don't think any of those Leicester players will go. I think Harvey Barnes is is a is a great talent. Madison is is is. It's, think... it's frustrating, but it's because I heard this on the radio, and I thought I had to agree. Where in the last eighteen months, there's not playing it, playing in that number ten role. There's no one scored and created more than James Madison. And but to be fair, it's one of those Craig where not everyone has, as we as we prove on the show every week, Craig. Not everyone has the same opinion about a player, and Gareth's no different. 
you know, and and you have to trust the players. So uh, whilst I think both of us would, pro- we would probably have Madison in the squad. Um, it's clear. No, I'm not sure I would, Graham. Uh, you no? know, if, you, if you're looking at Madison or Mount, I'm taking Mount all day long. Uh, he plays regularly in the Champions League. He's playing regularly for for Chelsea. Who've won, who've won the Champions League, and who are, you know should be challenging. I guess for the as well as well to be Graham, better. Do, do, do you, don't play that role. You, you need to improve your listening skills because you talk over people when they're talking. You got got, got to let me finish my point and then make yours. You're really not a good listener. And your point is, you're not a good listener. Oh, not on James Madison. No, on any. You're not listening to when I'm I, I'm talking. You just talk over me. So let me finish my point. Go on. I was, I was asking about James Madison. Clearly, he didn't he didn't have it whether he thought he was in the squad. Um, moves on to we spoke about um Jude Bellingham. Um, obviously, lots of speculation again. The press day, I did a piece from people close to his camp. Obviously, no decision yet made. Uh, we don't expect anything on Jude. That's not a surprising comment from his people, is it, Craig, that he's not going to no. make a decision prior to the World Cup. He'd be, be very surprised if he did, in fact, wouldn't it? And um, and Dortmund are not ruling out him staying for another year, a year pointing to the fact of the Haaland, etc. And, and and also, I do know that Dortmund are pointing out to, to Jude about the, the moves of the likes of um, Sancho. Pulisic. Um, Pulisic and, and Haaland where and Haaland's a good example where he stayed for the extra year and it's made his transition, they would argue, better, where Sancho went perhaps maybe a year early in their opinion and, and it's taken that time to settle. Um, do you think Bellingham will take that into account? Um, it's a really good point. Listen, I, I don't think he'll be making any decisions until next summer at the earliest. Anyway, Graham, there's, there's, no, there's no rush for him. He's got a World Cup to focus on. Then he's got a Bundesliga campaign to to focus on. And much like I spoke earlier about Tammy Abraham starting against Italy, I fully expect um, Jude Bellingham to start against Germany, where he plays his football, where he knows the the the, the, the players. Um, and, you know, he, he is probably, is he the midfield star in, in, in German football now? Probably is him, the likes of Kimmich. Um, but he, he's he's been outstanding, eh, Graham, in uh, in Germany. I would say a lot of Bundesliga. Obviously, German football is on a high, and it is the venue for the next Euros, which I was going to tell you about on air. So that is now that Germany will be hosting Euro 2024, and the draw to those qualifiers takes place in just a couple of weeks. So Nations League, once it's finished, has the Euros in place. Um, so yeah, Germany will be hosting that by themselves um, in Euro 2024. Yeah, the, 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 um, yeah, the one the one thing that you're probably not if you're not following the Bundesliga right now, you, you won't be aware of the um, the pressure on uh, Julian Nagelsmann. Um, by Bayern, Bayern haven't started the season well by their super high standards. Uh, they were beaten by Augsburg at the at the weekend, and they've been linked with a a, a move for Thomas Tuchel. Well, there's quite a few big managers under pressure as well. Uh, Sione, the manager by Leverkusen. Um, came with high reputation. They've made an even worse start to the season. They were one of the favourites to to challenge um, Dortmund and Munich, and and have spent a lot of money. You know, Schick, Diaby, Halozek, Hudson Doyle's coming as well, and they've only mm-hmm. won one game. Craig Leverkusen. Um, although it's one of those ironic things. The the one when they've had, they absolutely. They beat Atletico Madrid 2-0 and outplayed them. Right. But then they're struggling domestically, which is a very strange turn of events because Leverkusen, especially last season, one of the best teams to watch, but it hasn't quite uh, gone their way so far. So there could be a few 
managerial changes coming in Germany, so to speak. Although I don't think Nagelsmann, as you said, will be one of them. Um, but interesting nonetheless, because Bayern, as you say, Bayern Munich have to be in contention, don't they? And uh, currently yeah. top of Germany is Union Berlin, um, who made a wonderful yeah. start to the season. Um, so, yeah, we don't often see uh, Berlin, any Berlin team top of the Bundesliga, but there is one at the minute in the form of Union. Um, and that's it, Craig, really. But we're going to touch on the EFL now. We've um, There's no Premier League game just to look at. The first Premier League game is October now. October 1st will be a return to the Grimm, Premier League. Have you, yeah, have you, have you seen the, the actual fixture schedule for Championship and Premier League clubs in in October? It's, it's scandalous. So the, the, those teams playing in Europe have got to play nine games. Nine games in 31 days. The championship... is, that, is that due to the World Cup as well? Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, so they mm. they 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 they're squeezing these games in, mm-hmm. and then you know the 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 championship have got to play eight, eight games in that period, Graham. Yeah, I say it's championship ones, isn't it? You you feel um, the championship are more used to it, aren't they? The 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 rigors of this sort of thing. But um, I, I guess it's it's a strange, wasn't it? Because if this was a, a, something on a regular basis, it'd make a more of a point. But I think in this year of the World Cup in the winter, I think, to be fair, a lot of clubs are just sucking it up, aren't they, really? Because they haven't got much option, have they, really? No. Um, and obviously, that takes us on, on to the previews, Craig. We have no Premier League, no Championship, as I said. Uh, and we don't have a full League One either because we have one, two, three games called off uh, in League One at the moment, one of those being Derby County Craig in their game against um Cheltenham. Yeah. It's postponed, but they are moving on from um Liam Rosenia. I was about to say Lee right now. Liam Rosenia um had talks with Paul Warren, Craig Paul Warren's a man in demand. We Huddersfield were looking at him as well. Um so Derby on the lookout for a new manager, which um it's a strange one. Is it is it strange Craig? Derby in seventh on 14 points. They've been they've been okay. They probably haven't been quite as good as we thought they might be. Um, do you think they need? Do you think Liam's a bit unlucky, or do you think they do need someone with a bit more experience? Um, listen, Derby, Derby County had you know, almost twenty five thousand fans at the game last week. I, I predicted Wickham would get a result, Graham. I was wrong. Wickham were winning. Then Conor Huran scored two two brilliant goals for for Derby County. We know he's got a wand of a left boot. Um, Look, if you look at Rossini, he he took over in difficult circumstances. Um, he's helped the club assemble a squad in uh, a very short space of time to be competitive in League One. Uh, it could have been a disaster for them if they weren't able to assemble that squad where they were in another relegation battle. Um, I understand there's no pressure on them to go up this year, but they want to be competitive. I think they, they lost at home to Plymouth, Graham, and then lost away to Lincoln, I think that kind of sealed his fate a little bit. They, they beat Wickham 2-1, so the timing's actually quite quite strange, uh, particularly with winnable fixtures coming coming up. But maybe they've, they've the board have decided they can get somebody in at this time that suits them where they want to go, and that's why they've made that that decision. It was always strange that he was only ever given the job uh, on a on an interim basis. Mm. Um, obviously, they, they suggest that he's going to stay on. I, I think it's very difficult for him to stay on in a coaching capacity with a new manager coming in, having him done all of the, the work with his squad. Um, yeah, because he knew he was very close. He's obviously very close to a lot of these youngsters as well. He's done a very good job with them. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree. Well I, I, the, 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 yeah, the, the only thing I will say is the, the players that they signed in the, in the, in the summer, we, we said this on the pod last week, that a lot of them are, you know, um, 
early to mid thirties, some of them late thirties. Um, and in games they, they are running out of steam. So you get to the 70th minute onwards and, you know, it, it, it's not easy for them to, to get around the pitch and league one is incredibly physically demanding. Um, so it, it's not what I'm overly surprised about. Uh, I actually think he's done a decent job. I don't think he's done a bad job by any stretch of the imagination. And well, I said, but they are currently seventh. So they're running out of the playoffs on goal difference. Yeah, uh, and they obviously beat Wickham last week. So, and then you, you look, you look at that Graham, and you, you, you know, you, you look at where Wickham are in the league at sixteenth. Yeah. You know, are, are they under pressure to to perform? Yeah, and obviously Liam, before it's getting in there, he's linked to quite a few jobs, very highly rated coach, isn't he? And to be fair, if he leaves Derby at this point, he hasn't done a bad job. Anyway, no, it's not, no. there's no blot on his CV, there is it, leaving, no. Derby, leaving Derby in seven. So I think, I think lots of positives. Lots yeah, of it might, might not be a bad thing at all, especially for some, some teams in this division who will, uh, some of the bigger teams who may be looking in the near future. So let's kick off um, Saturday with um, Barnsley Charlton. It's the first game Got here. Craig Barnsley, you were... Do we have an early what? kick-off, Graham? Uh, yeah, I was just going. I was just going okay. to come to it alphabetically, but we Go do ahead. have nearly kick off. We'll come to that. Bar- Barnsley chatting first at three o'clock. Um, Barnsley, they, they've recovered from um, not not an iffy start, but obviously a new manager, Mickey Duff, going in there yeah. from Cheltenham, starting to play well now. Um, good win over Cambridge uh, against the Charlton team, yeah, who we're proving. To be fair, good good draw at Fleetwood last time out, Craig. But yeah. Fleetwood getting a draw, that's not a bad result at all. And obviously, he'll be looking to do the same here. Um, and they haven't got a bad squad, Charlie. I think they might go to Oakwell and get a draw. Actually, I think they've got another repeat, another Northern draw, one all. Yeah, I think Barnsley won in the Papa John's as well in midweek. Um, yeah, they beat Newcastle, I think. Uh, Barnsley two 0 Graham. Uh, Charlton, Charlton, a, a bit of an indifferent start, but there's it's really bunched, isn't it? If you if you look at sixteenth uh, with eleven points uh, up to Barnsley. In six with fourteen, there's only three points difference between the two. No, certainly not. And obviously, Ben Guy's actually done. You know, it's going to be a, um, a season of learning for him at this level as well after his season at Swindon. Bristol Rovers, Accrington next. Wow, this is a big one. Yeah, Craig. Um, last, you know, Accrington, they just aren't quite clicking at the moment. They did get that win over Cheltenham, which I predicted. I thought when they needed that one at home, Craig, they're the sort of teams they should be beating. Bristol Rovers, bottom of the form table, um, and conceding six at home last week. And there's some late goals flattered Bristol Rovers there, Craig. What a result that was for Lincoln. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, uh, to concede six at home to Lincoln for Bristol Rovers, Joey Barton, I've seen some of his press stuff here. He's not, he's not, he's handling it as he would, as Joey would. He's, 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 he's looking at the positives, um, accentuating the, the positives as well from a very negative week. But the pressure is mounting on him. Accrington, not good, Travis Craig. I said the same thing before the Lincoln game last week. I said, surely Bristol Rovers have to win this game. And I'm going to say the same again. And I'm just about going to give them benefit of a doubt. I'm going to say Bristol Rovers 2-1, but with a, without any confidence whatsoever. Yeah, that was a shocking result for them last week. And um, that, that scoreline didn't didn't flatter um, Lincoln. They, they, listen, they didn't have a central defender on the pitch, Craig. I think they... They've got injuries. They had a couple sent off, so that that impacted them. They they they'll, they'll have defenders on the pitch, and I think that gives them the edge over Accrington. Um, the need to win two uh, one. If they don't win, that's all kind of problems for Bristol. 
Because mm. uh, they are getting huge crowds down there. They really are backing them at the moment. They are a big club of rubbers. Uh, on, club, to, yeah. on to the live game now at 12.30 live on Sky Sports. Forest Green hosting Exeter City. One of one of Exeter's shorter trips in this division. They don't yeah. have many. They don't have many at any time. But yeah, uh, Mr. Forest Green, who are third from bottom at the minute. Uh, you know, we always thought Forest Green would be a bit of a struggle, but lost um, to Markham last week, as I predicted, as um, you didn't. Obviously, it's Markham. You're never going to predict the Markham win, Craig. Um, interesting game, this one. I think Exeter lost a bit. Uh, Exeter have had two shocking results, Craig. Just, yeah. They were having some great results. And lost to Shrewsbury, fair enough. We we, we like Shrewsbury, so I don't think losing to him the is a big thing. A but that, that Burton one, I think I probably said, that was probably one of the bankers in the whole of the EFL last week. Um, this is a tough one. This is just weird. Um, I quit Forest Green. Oh, I just it's it's just goal scoring, Craig. I think Exeter are going to score. Can't one all draw, Craig. I think I, I don't think Forest Green have got enough to win and win. But I, I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt as they're at home. I'm going to say one all. Um, my pens just fell over there, Graham. I think they were shocked by your decision. I, I'm I'm going to go with uh, with Exeter to get an away win, two one to Exeter. Moves us on to the mighty Markham, entertaining Cambridge. Um, you know Markham, they're getting good some good results. They've lost heavily to some big, big teams. Drew with Oxford in the last six. Drew with Bristol Rovers, and then they beat Forest Green. Um, against the Cambridge team who had a bit of a downturn Greg, they lost to Cheltenham which was the worst one and obviously they had a big loss to Barnsley um, on form probably says the draw so I'm going to say I'm going to say 2-1 Markham Greg because it's showing some real spirit at the minute 2-1 Markham um, yeah I mean I don't think it would be a, a great deal in this in this game Um but I, I, Cambridge, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give Cambridge a benefit of the doubt here, uh, Graham. Morecambe one, Cambridge two. I think I think Morecambe are going to get relegated this year, Graham. There's a show. Well, we already know that based on the prediction. But I was saying, on touching on the difference between these teams, Graham, Burton are bottom on four points, but and then it is Morecambe. But there's only three points between Accrington yeah. in, in 17th and Morecambe in 23rd, and then up to 14th as well. You said this whole, I think we did discuss it, the top, Top three, maybe four or five, top five aside. We, t- we said last week, didn't we? This top five could break off. And yeah. it is almost going that way. The top the top two like look like they're going to break away. Top three, maybe top four. Yeah. And then put them top five, they're all massive clubs as well, aren't they? Big clubs, so, yeah. But yeah, it's, can it's, you put Barnes in there and, and, and Derby? You look at, at the top at seven. This level, yeah. yeah. And it's a crowd these teams are getting as well, Greg, because we, will, um, we won't touch on... Um, Plymouth or Portsmouth last weekend, but I think it was was it nearly twenty thousand at Plymouth Portsmouth last week. Amazing stuff at that level, really is. Um, on to Peterborough entertaining uh, Port Vale. Peterborough in tenth, Craig, and yeah, you know, I, I, I was on you. You persuaded me to get on this Peterborough bandwagon. I was with you, um, but the last two results have been that Fleetwood lost and the loss to Port Vale. Um, I got lost to Portsmouth, sorry, and then but is that. And then lost to Bolton last week when the goals have dried up, Craig, haven't they, for this for wow. this Peterborough team? Yeah. Only two goals in the last four games for Peterborough, which I, I, I was with you. I, it's unheard of for them, isn't it, really? Um, against the Portville team, they were proving stubborn. Portville are doing what I think they need to do this season, Craig, and it'd be stubborn. Um, I think a promotion push is a little bit out, there, out their way. 
but they're on a great run of form. They've only lost to Pompey in the last five. Yeah. Oh, but again, I'm going to repeat myself, similar to Bristol Rovers, Craig. You think, surely people have to win this game. Surely. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, I'll say 3-1, three, three, but should they have to find the goal? Johnson, uh, you know, they are, they are a good goal-scoring team. So I'm going to go 3-1, Peterborough. Yeah, Graham, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think it's a game they must win. They're, they're looking at this, looking at the, the bad results they've had. They, you know, with, with all due respect, you know, Ipswich are nine points ahead of them now. That's that's nine mm-hmm. points they've got to make up. I think they'll beat Portville 4-0. I think they'll go gung-ho and just go for goals uh, and they'll get them 4-0 Peterborough. Is that true? Peterborough were probably aiming for top two rather than just oh, top six this of course. season. Yeah, of course. Um, on to Sheffield Wednesday in fourth place, entertaining Wickham. Um, last week, oh, I was so close, Craig. You know, last week I did predict the um, the two away, two away was two away wins. I, I did predict last season, Craig. I think with five minutes to go, it was almost in both two, you know, two when, draws, eh? Yeah, Plymouth were winning at Pompey and um, and Ipswich were winning at Sheffield Wednesday. I came really close, but yeah, two great games, wasn't it? Between the top four, fantastic, and yeah, the Sheffield Wednesday against a Wickham team who, again, struggling. Strange, strange loss to Derby. Yeah. Um, Sheffield Wednesday. I'll give Sheffield Wednesday. Unlike last week, I'll give them a benefit of doubt this week. Say this week, Greg, and I'll say two one. I was thinking Wickham. How would you explain their downturn, Greg? Do you think the loss of someone like an Anthony Stewart has played a big part in it? Um, I think. If you look at the squad, Graham, the squad, the squad's aging. They when they got promoted, they the the probably were promoted against the odds. They did make a fist of it in the championship before they were relegated. Um, I thought they looked they looked okay. Um, and then last season, they, you know, I thought they were going to get promoted. Obviously, didn't. Um, you know, may, maybe maybe this this squad of players, this cycle of players, have have gone as far as they can, Graham. Um, I, I might I might be made to eat my words in the next couple of weeks and they push on. Uh, I did fancy them to be in the top six this season. Um, let's see. But I think Sheffield Wednesday will win this game 2-1. Uh, I, I really like Big Darren Moore. I like the Sheffield Wednesday team. 2-1 Sheffield. On to uh, Shrewsbury, Horsing and Burton. Burton had a wonderful win last weekend. Yeah. Uh, Kyler Dutton, a uh, player I love, who Burton did brilliantly to get um, from Oldham and so I thought he'd go slightly high, no disrespect to them. Um, but they had a great win last weekend. Did Burton appointed the manager now, Craig? Must no, admit, did fast me no. by. No. Um, well, whoever's in interim charge is a great job of getting, <laughs> a great chance of getting that one, you would think, wouldn't you? Um, yeah, I don't think we've seen. Joint, as a joint managers, Tommy Booth and um, Dino Marmaria. They're yeah. still in yeah. caretaker yeah. charge, I would imagine. Caretaker. But um, yeah, so uh, they're probably playing for the playing for their lives. If they've got a Shrewsbury and get something, they've probably got a great chance of getting something. Will they get something from Shrewsbury? Oh, I'm going to say not. I'm going to say Shrewsbury two one, but it wouldn't surprise me if Burton did get something. One all draw, Graham. And that takes us on to Sunday, where, wow, a wonderful game for TV this weekend. Plymouth entertaining Ipswich Brilliant down game. at Horn Park. Um, third versus first. Both of them almost claiming bigger away wins last week. Plymouth, so unlucky. Um, 
in a Ipswich team. Toughy, toughy, toughy. I think Plymouth go to the top of the table this weekend, Craig, with a 2 0 win over Ipswich at home. Yeah, I thought Ryan Hardy inspired Plymouth win. Uh, 2-0 to Plymouth, Graham. I'm with you. I just think, yeah, yeah you can clearly see their squads improving, isn't it, Craig, when you've got the, the Hardy and Finn as well? I think, I, I think the, biggest, the biggest challenge for, for Plymouth this year is going to be keeping hold of uh, Schumacher. I think that's going to be the, the biggest challenge. For the, the, yeah. The, you know, the, the players... I think that if they sell some players, they can they can cope with that. But losing Stephen Schumacher, I think, would be would be a tough one for them. Yeah, we're saying because we, you never know what what the jobs currently available. Craig uh, Huddersfield, Derby, yeah, as we spoke about, yeah. and um, who was the other team? Cardiff, Cardiff, isn't yeah. it? Cardiff, you Cardiff haven't appointed anyone yet, have they? No. Um, so yeah, so there's a few jobs coming about. It's a merry-go-round. Is where none of them, I don't think, are big enough to lure. Mr. Schumacher, wait just yet, but hey, he's pretty, he's getting he's building a massive reputation there, and rightly so, he's doing a fantastic job. On to League Two, we have a looks like is it a full slate? Looks like it, yeah, I think we do have a full slate. And kicking us off is Barrow, um, a surprise package of the whole thing. And this is first three second, Craig, first three second in this division. Leighton Orient, what an absolutely amazing run there are on under Richie Vellens, which hasn't surprised us in the slightest. No. Uh, top two in the table, top two in the form table, Craig. Um, what is uh, four points between them, six points. It's a tough little trip, though, so it's a long trip, Craig. I probably I imagine Leighton Orient won't have a longer trip on their on their calendar. Um, up to Cumbria, up to Barrow in Furness. I'm going to say two. I'm going to say one all. What what a great job Pete Wilde's done at Barraway, Graham. Um, I think. Oh, amazing, amazing to, uh, and we have to admit we 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 were thinking relegation, bo- bottom bottom six, I, and top six weren't we? I was thinking bottom. Yeah. I was thinking bottom two. It's where where yeah. where my head was at. Uh, for, for... What sort of in terms of budgets, Craig? Where will Barrow stack in oh, this league? Be, do you think they'll, they'll be bottom six budget, Graham? Yeah. Uh, I think I think what what they've done this year differently is I think they've based themselves in Manchester. I think so. The training in Manchester, um, although they're playing the games out of Barrow in Furness, they're not actually training in Barrow. If that makes sense, that's my understanding. I'll, I'll need to double check that. But... Yeah, well, because then so yeah, so you, you're attracting the player. It, it makes it. It does make it easier. That extra. For a player to, 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 to allow the players to live in Manchester rather than Cumbria, which it again isn't true. It, it makes everyone's life a bit. And the amount of play more, it's very clever, I think, Craig. Actually, the amount of play more players you can attract. Yeah. Um, I, I remember speaking with Ellis Short. Yeah. Remember the old Sunderland owner, the American gent? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he genuinely, genuinely had the idea to base Sunderland's training out of London. So he, he he wanted to actually have Sunderland's training ground in London, where the players would be based in London, and they would fly in to Sunderland for home games. And his reason behind that actually was quite logical. He said mm. they they have to pay a premium for players to to come to the northeast of England, um, in terms of the salaries to to get them here, and they're missing out um, on players to lesser clubs who were based in the south of the country. So it did actually, and and if you if you recall the the Russian league, a, a lot of their clubs are based in in Moscow. I mean, when Anzi were around, 
uh, and spending mm-hmm. all the money. They they were actually based in in, in Moscow and then travel to wherever they travel to for for the games. Um, so this is a, on a much lesser level, but Barrow seemingly. But, but Americans as well, they don't think it's not a, a three hour journey isn't a lot to them, is it? But a big America is. No. Um, no. No, it's a it's a very clever way to do it. It's like and not dissimilar to was it in, who was it at Broth in Scotland who were focusing on local players as well it's, it's just a clever way of doing it really but yeah I, I, I'm, I'm backing Barrow to get the win here Graham um, Barrow 2-1 uh, against High Flying Orient and I mean to put probably one of the one of the top six budgets in that division probably yeah, listen, they're, they're, I, and that's I, I, based on their attendances to be fair because they do get good attendances yeah well. o- o- Orient um, obviously Salford Bradford um are, are we currently getting about six and a half thousand average, which is, is pretty damn good for League Two. Yeah, I, I think I think Bradford are averaging around sixteen thousand. Yeah, much their PR, but probably was always doing that with the PR. But I must look into last Barrow attendance, Greg. Three and a half thousand Barrow had against that Doncaster, which is that's outstanding, isn't in it? In their stadium, yeah. Listen, Donny will have taken. I would, I would imagine Donny have taken six, seven hundred fans there. Yeah. But to be well over, I bet Barrow are not losing that much money career based on that no. attendance. No, it's decent. Um, onto the onto the aforementioned Bradford, they are hosting AFC Wimbledon at Valley Parade. Bradford find themselves in fifth, Wimbledon in seventeenth. In terms of the form table, Bradford um, up there beat Stevens last time out. Good win over Stevens, who, who capitulated a little bit surprisingly for everyone I think watching. But yeah, for back of three wins, Bradford. Um, very strong form. Wimbledon off the back of four defeats, Craig. Um, yeah, they're getting nothing from this trip. 3-0 Bradford. Yeah, 2-0 two, two Bradford, Graham. I, I, I think it's it's massive for Bradford. You know, I, I've tipped them to get promoted um, and they're going to get promoted by being consistent. How many times have you and I spoken on the pod about teams being consistent to being to being successful? It's not rocket science, is it? I think if you if you lose... If you lose, win, draw, lose, win, draw, lose, win, draw, or uh, lose, lose, win, 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 lose, you're going to struggle. Um, it's, it's about not getting beaten, putting points on the table. And they've, they've got some quite quite meaty fixtures coming up that they can take points from as well. Um, got, got, we've got to mention Big Andy Cook as well, Graham, when we mentioned, mentioned Bradford. It looked like he was on his way out in the summer, bizarrely, because uh, they'd signed Vadine Oliver um, uh, on, on, I think, on, you know, for this level, good wages. Looks like he was going to be the number nine, but big Andy Cook, to be fair to him, I think he scored six goals in his last three games. Um, he'll be on a score sheet again with a brace, 2 0 Bradford. Wimbledon struggling, Graham. That's the other point we need to make there. Wimbledon, you know, come down last year. Really, yeah, struggled. John, is it Johnny Jackson still in charge at the moment? Yeah, that yeah. is a, a, a big loss to. Um, I tell you what, Craig, but the, the fix the, the fixers computer hasn't done them any favors, they must have spent. An absolute fortune on travel in the last month. Barrow away, Stockport, Stockport away, away yeah. Northampton, which is in fact, and then Carlisle away, and now Bradford, Bradford like, away. Blink, like blinking heck, that's um a lot of traveling for them. Yeah, anyway, do you know what? Yeah. The thing that the fixture computer has not been Just kind there, has it? No, so, but but you know, um, Wimbledon, they need to. The 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 they were shocked to come come down from like they, they need to start taking um taking stock of things which I think they will they'll get there they need to make foul lane into the it was a very difficult place for people going League One they need to make sure that's replicated in League Two as well but yeah they'll be uh they won't be doing it this week because they'll be coming home with nothing we think from Yorkshire this weekend yeah. um wow here comes the six point Craig um Colchester entertaining Ooh. Rochdale. 
Colchester, who, as you know, I feared for since last year, yeah. really. Um, lost to Grimsby last week. To be fair, Colchester have not getting really battered off anyone. Leighton Orient gave them a good 3-1 defeat, but hey, Leighton Orient will do that against a lot of teams, as we know. Rochdale, um, Jim Bentley's in there, lost to Leighton Orient, bad loss to Northampton, but again, Northampton are one of the quality performers in this league, so it's hard to take too much from that. Um, I think Rochdale might get something here, Craig. I don't know why. I think Jim Bentley, oh. I think he'll have him set up this. I think they might get a one all draw. Wow. Um, oh. I think you've, you've hit the nail. This is a six-pointer. Colchester will be seeing this, game as a survival game. If they can take three points, it, it you know it's another step closer. If they can to... put that extra three points, it's, yeah, yeah. it's a step, big step for Colchester, isn't it? I, I think Colchester are going to do it. 2-0 Colchester, Graham. On to... Watch their look room. doomed, eh, Graham, early doors? They do. Obviously, we can never say never. It's a long, it's a long one. But yeah, they can't. A game like this, what is this between them at the minute? Four points between them at the minute. If they go yeah. seven, at seven points is yeah. It's it's not terminal, obviously. But yeah, you'd rather the gap not be extended anyway. So I think he might go there purely to play for a draw to make sure Colchester don't expand that gap. Which yeah. is, you know, you, you don't win anything at this time of year, but you can lose stuff certainly. Yeah. Uh, onto Crew against Mansfield. Mansfield in the top seven now. Crew crew dropped off a little bit in, in terms of form. Mansfield fourth in the form table, only losing at Sutton. Uh, crew middling, hypo draw, narrow win over Crawley. Um, I think Mansfield can get something here, Craig. I'm going to say two all. Yeah, I think I think it's a test of Manfield, Mansfield's metal um, and how they're going to do. This season, I know we're only you know it's going to be ten games in, but I think it is a test, it's an early early test, uh, but also a test for Crew. I think Crew need to if Crew win it, they'll go above them, don't they, Graham? I am right in saying that, aren't I? If Crew if Crew get the three points, they'll go above Mansfield. I think they will win two uh, one. Um, yeah, Crew are currently ninth, just a point behind the playoffs. Yeah, two one two one Crew, mate. On to Doncaster entertaining Crawley in South Yorkshire. Doncaster dropped off slightly, being a bit up and down, but. Up and down, Donny. They've lost three in a row now. Yeah. And they lost that to Swindon Barrow Mansfield. Three bad defeats there um, for Doncaster, who were chasing the playoffs. Crawley Town, who, you know, uh, narrowed the, the one at Stockport, narrowed defeat to Crew. They've got the draw at Salford as well. I think Crawley are starting to play decent decent stuff under Kevin Betsy. I think they'll get a draw here. One on. Um, I need to get that Donny a look at and, and think that they should win. They've got to win. Um, yeah, they're going to win, Donny. Uh, one nil, Donny. Grimsby hosting Swindon, um, live from Cleethorpes. Grimsby in eighth have had a great really, really well. Yeah, yeah, really they're, they're starting to flex the muscles again. Grimsby, a decent team, you know, they, they can get crowds up at 10,000. Very, very good team. Grimsby, a big, a big club as well at this level. Um, entertaining Swindon, who yeah, they suffered the loss of the manager, but they're playing well, Greg. They really are playing well. Um, beating Sutton, beating Doncaster. Good game, this one. I think Swindon have got enough to get a draw. 1-0. I really like Grimsby. I think Paul Hurst going back in has, has been a masterstroke for them. Obviously, he left and didn't have the success that, you know, he's, he was really touted as the next big thing a few years ago when he went to Ipswich and that didn't work out. He's back at Grimsby. And he just, they just seem like a, such a good fit, Graham. Um, she got promoted last year through the playoffs, made such a solid start to the season. Um, 2 0 Grimsby, mate. 
Uh, on to another big game at the bottom. Uh, Highpool United, who have changed managers. We didn't talk about Chris Craig yet. Highpool United have changed managers. They have um, sacked Paul Hartley um, after well, a month, officially a month in charge, something like that. Um, and appointed Keith Curl. Um, isn't he technically into him? Didn't they technically, put some yeah, strange in, title on it? Into him. Well, probably every every high manager probably should have that title at the minute under Chairman Mr. Singh. Um, thoughts, Craig Paul Hartley going so early? It, it uh, don't think it, don't think it was a surprise, but what? No, I, mean, I think it's a shocking decision. Uh, you know, I, I made this point when Graham Lee got sacked. Um, you know, you, you've you've got to take into account your budget. You've got to take into account your squad. They've brought players down from Scotland. They're going to take time to acclimatise. You and I know that. Everyone in football knows that. The players know that. Um, and we're still in September, Craig. Yeah, we're still in September. Um, <laughs> I, listen, I, I think Paul Hartley's left his job um, up in Scotland. He's he's moved down uh, to England. Obviously, he moved his family, etc. And then three months into the job, he loses it. Mm. I, 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 I so how can you think six weeks ago is the best thing since sliced bread? How can you change your mind so quickly? Have some authority about what you're doing, Greg, isn't it? Have yeah. have some belief in what you're doing. Greg, um, I, was, I was at a conference on Monday. I was at uh, I was at the, the 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 training ground guru youth development conference, and um, it was really interesting. One of the, one of the speakers spoke about um, Thomas Frank, and um, in his first ten games at Brentford, they didn't win a single game. Right, mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. they, were, they, were, they were second bottom of the league. Um, and his assistant manager came in and said to Thomas Frank, "Look, I've I've moved my my entire family over. I've left a job, a job that I had for life uh, in Denmark. I've I've come, and now look, we're going to lose our jobs, and it's a disaster." Uh, and Thomas Frank spoke to the owner uh, and the the the, the CEO um, and. This 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 is this is great, Grim. So um, he went in, had, had a had a meeting, and Phil Giles basically said to him, "We really like what you're doing. We really we're so close. Look at our metrics. Look, so I know you don't like this, but look, said look at our no, expected. No, no. no, but what they said, they said look at our expected goal. Yeah. Well, look at look look at where we. This is where we think we should be. This is this is where this is where we're at. You're going in the right direction. Don't change anything. You've got the full unreserved backing of the board." And and the rest, as this is, is history. You know, two years later, they find themselves in the in the Premier League and and being hugely competitive in the Premier League. Now, I think you've just you've just said there they've gone, they've Hartlepool have gone through a process. They've recruited a manager in Paul Hartley, who they believe was the best man for the job. And uh, they chased him for a while. It wasn't overnight thing, was it? He, he turned, Grimmy turned it down originally. He turned it down for the reason that's just happened that. If he yeah. comes in, he doesn't hit the ground running, he's going to lose his job. Uh, and, you know, they need surgery. They need to bring players in. Look, the, 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 head of, and, and, and the head of recruitment there, Chris Trott, is a real good guy, right? Really good guy. He was at Middlesbrough uh, previously and he was at uh, Rotherham United, right? So I, I know that he's jumping through hoops to get players into Hartlepool because they're not paying the wages that other clubs are. They're, they're, they're relatively low pay in the league. And... You know, it's relocating, like we said earlier, relocating to the northeast of England. So they're, they're in a certain pool of players that they can they can recruit, and the, and they're fighting with a lot of non-league. Like, of course, you, one, thing, one thing about north one thing about northeast football, Craig, which a lot of people may not realise, 
the non-league scene up here is thriving, isn't it? There's it so is. many teams who, yeah. for, from my own Stockton Town team, Craig, you've yeah. got a thousand fans on the opening day in tier, what is it, tier seven, six, seven, yeah. eight, or whatever. I can't, yeah. don't, can't remember which one it is, to, to South Shields. High pull a fight with some of these clubs. Yeah, and, and, yeah. Pe- people forget that some of these clubs where they where the the, the part time. So, so the, he's a great example for you, Graham. There's a striker, Glenn Taylor at Spenny Miller Town, right? Um, Glenn Taylor should be in the football league. There is no doubt about that. There is no doubt about that. Glenn Glenn's 31, 32 now. He scores you twenty goals a season. He would be ideal for Hartlepool United. The reality is he couldn't take the pay cut to go to Hartlepool United because he plays part-time football, so he's training twice a week. Um, he works as a teacher, so he's on a on a on a good salary, and he's the highest paid player at Spennymoor. So going into full-time football, he'd have to take a huge pay cut and, and a huge gamble. Similar to our broth, that our broth thing, what we talked about in the last yeah. series, Craig, that they, they, they base it around that. Obviously, and I just a side side note say that Spennymoor were just sacked um uh, Johnson have, and Morley, didn't they? They did. Uh, they're, 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 on the back of back of the FA Cup defeat to Clitheroe, which um, I do wonder where Jason Ainsley goes back in there. Um, Listen, Jason, but... Jason's still there some, in some kind of technical mm. technical capacity. The the issue Spenny have Graham and 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 look while while let, let's talk about while we're on it for a minute is mm-hmm. is their owner Brad Groves. Um, his company uh, works in utilities uh, and 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 looking at. Uh, huge utility contracts for corporations in gas and electric. Well, right now that company must be must be having a tough time with the prices of of electricity and gas. So that has a knock on effect to the football club because the money that was pretty there previously isn't there. So those two guys have have taken a job. They're basing themselves in Manchester. And let's talk about it, Graham, because look, they're, they're traveling up to eight hundred miles a week. In, in terms of long, long trip to Spain, long, tr- not, uh, long trip, long trip to places to get to, is it? No, it's not. Then to be to be part time managers, you know. I've, listen, like them all, love them. I watched the the Salford documentary, and mm. and for me, I thought. I thought it was, my... it was amb- to be fair, it's ambitious appointment by. Well, listen, it was an ambitious appointment, Graham, but then they didn't have the resort. The club didn't have the resources to back them once they were in. Mm. Um, so it's, it's it's really tough, and I, I feel for the two guys because, like we said about Paul Hartley, football management can be the loneliest loneliest job in the world. And that and that was an ambitious appointment as well with Paul Hartley. Where he's had success in Scotland. We we both loved the appointment. Yeah, we, it, we we were actually a bit surprised by how good an appointment it was. We weren't expecting one, were we? Uh, but. <sighs> It's just it's just mystifying, you know, and and it's not it's nothing to do with the Graham Lee sack, you know. They obviously, however, we feel about that, Craig. This was purely on Paul Hartley. You bring a new manager in, as you say, a new squad, and you're giving him six weeks to like be what what do you want him to be in the playoff spots after six weeks in this division? It's a it's a cutthroat division. You got to give him till Christmas at the very least. At the very least, Craig. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's just nonsensical, isn't it? It's absolutely nonsensical. Graham, I, I, I totally agree with you. It, it, I, I, we saw Robbie Stockdale lose his job very early in the season. I thought that was crazy. Now we've seen this one. I, I just, I don't understand football at times. I, I really, I, and what do you expect? You hardly pull United. You, 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 uh, you, and you, and, and that's limited. nothing against Keith. It's nothing against Keith Curl, is it, Craig? Oh, Keith, Keith, listen, Keith, Keith Curl's a good man. Well. Keith Curl's yeah. a good man. Uh, he knows the league. He'll keep partly pulling the league, but I don't think we're in, in any danger of going down anyway. Mm. It's an interesting one, yeah. So against Gillingham, um, one of the teams they are fighting with Craig to stay up. It's twenty. We'll probably get a win. We'll probably get. They'll probably get a win. Two one Hartlepool. 
Yeah, it's more them, Craig, and then, and then uh, the uh, the reasoning behind it will be backed up. And their, their flawed reasoning, they'll think a win will back up their decision. I agree with you. They'll probably win two 0 Craig. Yeah, they should have won. They should have won the last two league games, shouldn't they? You know, the mm. the, the sorry before that, they they mm. drew at home with Crew, where they conceded a, a nine. Exactly, and the, but the fact and they drew, isn't it? The drew fact away that, with Colchester, where they conceded a ninetieth minute goal. So and the fact they almost beat Crew, that should have been the, the it should have been like the, like you were saying that Thomas Franklin. There, there's your green, yeah. there's your green shoots of possibilities. Yeah. Isn't it? The, yeah, it is. doing it against a team of that calibre. You look season. at the performance against a team like Crew and go, do you know what? We're unlucky not to win there. Keep keep going. Keep keep along that stick. A Crew team who it's could, good. yeah, who were probably a top six team in this division. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, on to Newport versus Carlisle. Newport, you know, they're they're they've caught us both by surprise. I think we didn't expect the struggles we we've seen at Newport no. so far. No. They've come they, and again, it's just in, as you said, Grace, it's about the consistency. They had the wins over Tramway and Harrogate, but they didn't kick on. They've lost the lost next three. Yeah. This division is so cutthroat and, and hard to predict. It, it, re- it really is. But Newport are one of them where I think their home form will keep them up. Although they shouldn't be in trouble. Uh, me just sneezing there. Um, but bless you. But Carlisle, um, I love what Paul Simpson's doing me there. Too, He's going to yeah. be great. <laughs> Who would have thought that Carlisle would be um, being overshadowed by Barrow this season? Not many. Of us. <laughs> not yeah. Uh, it has to be said. Uh, and I tell you what, that that it's not. It's a derby. It is a derby. It could be in derby. You wouldn't like to walk in between the two because it's a fair no. trek. But yeah, I can't wait for that derby game. Craig. That's going to be brilliant between them two. Um, Carlisle beat Wimbledon last week, as we thought. Making the trip to Newport, I think it's not too bad a trip for Carlisle. This one, mm. I do struggle to predict anyone to win at Newport, Craig. It's such a hard place to go here. to turn yeah. up Newport on the day. It's a tough one, but I'm going to say Carlisle get a point here, two all. Yeah, one all again. Uh, Paul Simpson's done a brilliant job at, at Carlisle. Um, you know, Carlisle and Barrow were two of my teams to struggle this season. How how wrong I've been proven so far. Uh, Carlisle get a point. Uh, Newport struggling, one all. Northampton entertaining Stockport County. What a season Northampton are having. Sam is it on TV, Graham? Um, I it's not down on my. It's on the two o'clock kickoff. You're right. It is a two o'clock kickoff. I haven't got it down on my for TV coverage. Oh, okay. But I said, um, I think January's going to be huge for Northampton. Graham. I think we've got some players who are really on form. Sam Hoskins, um, probably best player in this division in the so far this season. Absolutely on fire. Um, and yeah, they'll have far too much for stuff bought here. Um, 2 0. Um, yeah, uh, I, I agree with you. Stop, stop for struggling. Um, 3 0 Northampton, Graham. Uh, Stevenage entertaining Harrogate. Um, got the coughs as well. Um, Stephen H. Locks last time out against Harrogate team, who I think could be dragged into trouble this season, Craig. Yeah, you said that all. Um, Four 0 Stevenage. Yeah, I think I think Steve Evans will be smarting from that defeat at Bradford and will demand a response. I expect him to make changes. Um, yeah, I'm not convinced at all by Harrogate either, Graham. Stevenage three 0 Sutton and St. Salford. Um, interesting to tie this one. Sutton are getting themselves going again now. Um, she uh, good win over Hartlepool now lost to Swindon but they are getting themselves going now Salford who, who lost to Tranmere Craig obviously you were that game you can talk us through how much of a shock that was it was shock in terms of the results mm-hmm. I don't know about the performances um, Sutton to win 2-1 um, 
yeah, it, it was a really interesting game. Um, well, how was the hospitality? Hospitality was fantastic. Um, so I was I was sat with Gary Neville. Was was at the game? Graham, sat next to me. Uh, as was Roy Keane, who sat behind me. So yeah, the game itself. Um, look, Neil Neil Wood's gone in at at Salford, and you can see it's a completely different style of play to to what Gary Boyer uh, was was serving up. Um, it's it had to be though, Craig, didn't it? Because that yeah. that way, when remember when Matt Smith came in late the season, so and the, the lost basically they were scrambling around just to get results, weren't they? They yeah. needed something new. Yeah, in, in in terms of how they play, Graham, it, it's it's everything's on the floor, uh, everything's mm-hmm. everything's through the lines. Um, got some good players um, that, that do genuinely try and play football. Um, they lack the presence up front, in in my opinion. Uh, they actually brought big Matt Smith on in the second half, but didn't is go that due to him. Thomas Asante leaving, Craig. Yeah, I think is, so. How, how much think... is how much has that impacted them? Massively, massively. He, he, he was their their best attacking player, so. You take him out of the out of the team and offensively, look, they hit the post in the game. They they were unlucky not to take at least a point. Uh, Trammy scored a really good goal. Uh, Josh Hawke scored. He almost scored from the halfway line as well. Well, well, well in his own half. I saw the keeper off his line. If it, if it had gone, it would have been goal of the season for, for Trammy, no doubt. Um, Trammy sat in were very dogged uh, and, and they didn't find an answer for it, Salford. So um, in terms of the style of play, really bright, really enjoyed how they how they played. Um, the one the one question mark I have for them, Graham, is will they score enough goals? And because of that, I think Sutton are going to get a result here, 2-1 to Sutton. Look at the attendance, Craig, for such a big game. Just over 3,000. That's pretty disappointing there for Salford. <laughs> Um, Graham, listen, I, I think how many did Trammy agree? I, I think Trammy was to brought between 700 and, and 900. Yeah. They, they, they brought yeah. them, they, they, I've got to say in the game, uh, Graham, the one thing that really my take home was the, the Trammy fans who were exceptional from the first minute to the last minute. Uh, I've got to make a point about the, the minute silence for the Queen, uh, which was immaculately observed by. Both sets of players, both sets of fans, everyone in the stadium. So fair play to to everyone there. Um, Salford fans, I think they're probably at the peak of of what they're at. Graham, I, th- I think there's probably around two thousand Salford fans. Um, that that's the, that's the reality. Uh, everything more than that's going to come from from the away fans. Yeah, to be fair, I, I guess they were uh, from 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 a non league club who were never. Uh, we're never a sleeping giant, were they? No. Our mutual, no. our old mutual friend, God bless him, Gary Lloyd, um, former agent who died. He used to play for me. He always told me he was surprised by it. So, um, interesting. I was just curious as to whether I thought it might have had a bigger. I just thought on that day they might have had a, been tramway coming to town. I thought the attendance might have been a bit bigger. Grant, but, um, but to be fair, Grant, I didn't see lots of empty gaps in the stadium. I didn't. I no. didn't. I didn't see where they could fit more fans in. I think. I think probably the capacity is probably around mm-hmm. maybe another five hundred. Interesting to see what. Yeah, it's interesting whether they do try and take up this move to Salford City, the um the rugby ground. Uh, that is still in the planning. So let's see where they do that. They may get a bit lost. They may be better off at somewhere like the peninsula. Yeah, I, so we'll listen, see if that swap deal comes about. Yeah, so what which one one final point then? Credit to the grounds when the pitch looked immaculate uh, compared mm-hmm. to what's looked like in recent seasons. Uh it looked it does, absolutely... actually do, do, it does stand out on the highlights actually Salford's pitch to be fair. Yeah, it looked it looked immaculate, out. looked immaculate. Um, on to the final game. Talking of Tranmere again, Craig. Um, they are travelling to Walsall. Um, 
Tramier, yeah, big win for them last night. They need it. Walsall, Craig, who, to be fair, um, I did read your part. They put up a, they put in a great performance against Leighton Orient. Um, they matched them all the way. So I think the there's probably Mickey Fate. I don't think he'd have been screaming and shouting, throwing boots around the dressing room, having lost one 0 to Leighton Orient because that's probably one of the best results against Leighton Orient we've seen this season. Yeah, only only dropped one draw all season Leighton Orient. Yeah. So off the back of that, I think Walsall. Um, we'll get something here. I think probably a 2-1 win. Uh, be a good game, though. But I think, yeah, Mickey Flynn needs this win. Um, the, their form has dropped off the cliff like nothing else. They started like a train, didn't they, and dropped off. Yeah. But if they want, if they do want to get up into the playoffs, they need to be getting something from this. I'm going to say 2-1 Walsall. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I can't see um, Tramia having back-to-back um, away, away wins. Um just talking, of the fix, talking of the fix, talking of the fixture computer, they thought that's a nasty, nasty little run for Tramway, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, they, they, they could they could have done without that for for sure. Um, a shout out to um, Josh Cogley, uh, Graham, the right back, former Birmingham right back at, at Tramway. Excellent. He, listen, he, I, I've I've followed him for a while. Um, I saw him in the flesh a couple of times last year. Stood out on Saturday as well he, he he really stood out he's probably the best player on the pitch um on the on that given day um he's he's one to keep an eye on for for January because if he's there next season I'll be hugely surprised um look it, it looks like at at Tramia right now unless Josh Hawks or Kane Hemming scores no one's scoring they need to spread the goals out around the team need to find a supply line to Elliot Nevitt um I think Warsaw win this 2-1 Graham yeah um, 14 versus 15, so a big win for either teams promotes yeah. them just to back of the playoffs, and that is just double checking. There isn't a game on Sunday. In this no, division. I don't think it's so, mate. Great, no, uh, and that's uh, them done until the midweek. Or that's us done for this week. Let's hope you enjoy your football weekend, of which is plenty. As I said the um, the England game is live on terrestrial, so hopefully everyone will enjoy um, watching a bit of um, football, live football this week. Who, who do we play first? Do we play, do we play Italy first, or it, do we play? I'm, my memory Italy. says Italy, Italy Italy first and it's Friday at 7 o'clock on Channel 4 and then but I don't know when the Germany game is I imagine Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday I, I would imagine. think I would maybe, think maybe Sunday I would think it'll be Tuesday surely because we're, we're off I'm just looking in Nations League um, no I think it must be must be Wednesday see England Germany is Monday, uh, night, oh, Monday. 7.45 on Fair Monday, play. Monday the 26th. Because like I said, a lot of friendlies being played this weekend, so keep an eye on that. I presume it is on Channel 4 as well. So have yeah. a great weekend, everyone. Yeah, have a great weekend, Graham. Have a great weekend, guys. And, and let's happy birthday, that. Happy birthday to Isabel, your daughter, Craig. Hope you have a wonderful weekend away. Top, man. Thank you, mate. Appreciate that. Have a great weekend, guys. Bye-bye.